This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. <laughs> now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition, the 46th edition of TOJ Film Room. Um, today we're going to be getting into the, or we're going to be wrapping up the draft coverage, um, looking at Blake Cashman and then the big undrafted free agent, or everybody's favorite undrafted free agent in Greg Dortch. Uh, I tried to get some on uh, Bless Him Austin, but there were really just nothing available to, to break down. So I'll talk about him a little bit, but... Um, you know, there's really not, no film I could break down. But before I get into all that stuff, uh, the housekeeping, um, as usual on Twitter, I'm at JoeRB31. Uh, no reviews last two weeks. So if you guys could leave a review, like I said, greatly appreciate it. There's a ton of people watching on YouTube. But if you could just take two minutes, even if you don't listen on the podcast app, you just watch on YouTube, just go to the podcast app, find the podcast, five stars, and give us a review. That's greatly appreciated. Um, and on the uh, iTunes, there's just TOJ's Space Film uh, Space Room. YouTube, you know where to find us. Just type in turn, uh, turn on the Jets in the search bar. If you are, you know, if you are one of those listeners who just listens and um, doesn't watch, the YouTube is highly recommended for stuff where I can show you uh, obviously all the film that we're breaking down. We're the only show that does that, so take advantage of it. Um, I also I've been approached by a couple people about starting a Patreon, um, which I did. I'm gonna put a link below for people who know what Patreon is. It's basically like a like a month. It's, it's like a Something like a monthly service. There's a lot of people who like do tiers. Where like, okay, if you if you do Patreon and you give five dollars a month, then you get extra coverage. Um, there's been a couple people who have approached me about doing it because a lot of people who support the show are, are pretty dedicated to the show. Um, so I did start it. Uh, if you can, that's great. If if you if you can't, um, you know, donate anything, that's fine. Uh, the, whatever is donated will strictly go to the show, um, for whether it be more memory for my computer for all the freaking, uh, you know, film we put on my, I put on my computer. I just, I was talking to Scott Mason the other day. I've, I recorded just for Jets players. It's not even draft guys over a thousand plays that are on my computer. Uh, that's not including games. That's not including, you know, Bosa and all these other guys that I did. Uh, maybe if we get some, you know, donations, I could get a backdrop for the, uh, for behind me, maybe you can get Marcus a mic. Uh, my mic is pretty good for the most part, but maybe you get Marcus a mic as well. So we'll, we'll we'll try to do some things. Maybe we'll get some cool intros and cool um, you know segments with like audio if we can give you know professionals uh, some editing stuff for the show. So um, I'm gonna put the link below. Like I said, no pressure, literally at all. I just got approached by multiple people about it, so I figured why not? I'm gonna put it in the. Uh, in the iTunes and then under uh, the YouTube. So it's not like I'm not becoming a monthly thing where it's like, okay, it's pay a dollar a month to, to see the show. That's not what it is. Um, like I said, we have this show 
Next week we are doing, um, since we're done with the draft, guys, I'm, I'm going to take like a little, not a little bit of a break because it's, it's been like a week since I did my last show, but we're going to do the next show on Tuesday with Kyle Smith when we're doing our top 25 Jets. So for the people who do listen to the show and, you're, you, know, and, and you want to have some fun, uh, write down your top 25 Jets and then listen to the show and see how it compares to, to mine and Kyle Smith. For people who know Kyle Smith is, uh, he used to host a podcast, doesn't do it anymore, but he's a really, really, really smart Jets fan. Uh, who's actually a, a personal friend of mine. So uh, make your list and then see how it compares. Uh, for the Twitter, I put up uh, Clichio Semele. I put up Brian Poole. I put up Tom Montgomery. I put up 25 Sam Donald plays. I have 150 recorded, so I'll probably put up at, I'll probably put up close to 150, maybe 140. There's like 10 or so plays always that I'm like, eh, I'm not going to put that up. It's kind of repetitive or whatever. Um, so follow me there. And then after the Top 25 show, uh, right after that, we're gonna have Clutchio Assembly. We're gonna have the Clutchio Assembly show. Then we're gonna have the Brian Poole show. Then we're gonna have the Ty Montgomery show, and then the Donald show, which is gonna be like probably a three-parter, maybe maybe a two-parter with like seventy plays each, which is kind of crazy. After Donald, we're going to be doing um, a bunch of guys: uh, Herndon, Shell, Winters, Anunwa, Anderson, May, Adams, Williamson, Leonard Williams, Jordan Jenkins. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, he's kind of a shorter review. Maybe I feel like if I feel like doing it, if I feel like not. Him and Marcus Mayer, guys, I'm kind of undecided on. Uh, Henry Anderson, so a bunch of stuff coming uh, throughout the summer. I'm going to be pumping out film reviews like crazy, as always. And then uh, maybe we'll get into, um, you know, some of the – if is there any other signings I have time, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Preseason's coming in two months, so i got to get all this stuff out in two months. Maybe we'll do some mailbags after uh, I'm done with all these reviews. Maybe not. Um, and you know, it's fun to get into some film. I, I'm sure that a lot of people have heard about the, all the GM stuff and all the talk and you're know, sure you listen to the, you know, the turn of the jets podcast and the play like a jet podcast. And you've heard the reviews of all these different GMs that they get, the jets are getting. Is it really you know worthwhile for me to talk, um, you know, for another 30 minutes about all these guys? No, there's four guys, uh, the guy from the Seahawks, the guy from the bears, champ Kelly, Joe Douglas, and then the guy from uh, – I'm blanking on the other team. Oh, the Saints. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Once the, once the guy is hired, I'll talk about it. I'm not going to try to go crazy into it. I, I can do as just as much as research as anybody else, write a bunch of bullet points, and then talk about it like I actually know what I'm talking about, but I don't. Um, I know from reading all of the guys' resumes and listening to things about each of them, uh, Joe Douglas is my preference just based on where he's been with the Ravens and with the Eagles and what he's responsible for, where he's more of the number two as guys like – Champ Kelly is like a pro personnel guy, I believe. Um, Fitterer from the uh, Seahawks, I believe. He's been a, a, a guy there for 20 years, but you never really heard his name. He's never really been interviewed for GM, for GM spots. That's kind of concerning. If he's been there for 20 years, if he's doing such good work, why is he not getting interviews? That's a little bit concerning for me. Um, and the guy with the uh, Saints, I'm not, I, I know his resume is not as impressive as, as Douglas, but I think Douglas does have the most important resume. And listen, if the Jets decide that one guy is better than the other, I'm okay with that. But if some of the reports are true, which you never really know if the reports are true, um, and they are, you know, kind of skipping out on Joe Douglas because there's a difference in, in the, in the uh, contractual, you know, language and how much they want to give him. That's, that's a joke. If you're going to not hire a guy who's best for the job over 500,000 to a million to $2 million, I think that's an absolute joke because, you know, in, in the long run, if you're the best guy, you're going to make that money back um, times a million in, 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 res, in uh, revenue if you're, you know, winning. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with all that. I'm hoping it's done, you know, by the next show. Like I said, the next show is going to be top 25. Uh, we'll talk with Kyle a little bit before we get into the top 25. Maybe the first half an hour of that show will be like a recap of the off season with Kyle, see what he thinks about the off season. 
uh, most likely by that time, I'll have a new GM. So we'll talk about the new GM a little bit. And then um, in a few weeks, we'll get Marcus Coleman back as well, because Marcus right now, I just talked to him the other day, he's fighting for a playoff spot in his arena league team. So, um, you know, hopefully he makes the playoffs and hopefully his, his season's extended a little bit. If not, uh, he comes back to us most likely when preseason starts and that's when Marcus comes back. That's, that's most likely what's going to be going forward. Uh, Marcus is here for the season off season. I do it myself. Uh, I know a lot of shows struggle with what to talk about during the off season uh, because they don't break down film. But when you have film of all the draft picks, all the freight and signings, there's, there's literally, there's, I could not do all the shows I could put, I could put in my head right now with superlatives and all the stuff. So I, I can't even do it with all like the, uh, I have like 10 more reviews to do and 10 more reviews of players uh, is already going to bring us to basically the preseason. So uh, stick along. So getting into Blake Cashman and some of his uh, strengths and weaknesses before we get into his film, I'll read them off. Like I always do. Like I said, you can always go to turn on the jets.com. You search Joe blue, turn on the jets, or you could literally go to Google and if you think I've done a review on somebody, you can just type in Joe Blewett um, and then the player's name and just spell it correctly. And it's most likely going to pop up. Either it's going to bring you to my Twitter. It's going to bring you to the Turn on the Jets where it's all in article form. Uh, you can obviously go back. And if you, I've, I've done plenty of shows um, on guys. If you're not sure how to get to them, you can always, you can always, you know, comment or, you know, tweet me. And uh, I've done reviews on plenty of guys, CJ Mosley and Bell and all these different guys and a bunch of draft guys and Quinny Williams and Polite and, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Doga. So uh, looking at Cashman's strengths, um, I put walk-on captain, uh, says a lot about mentality, which people have heard plenty. Uh, tough player, plays with maximum effort. Um, patient in space, big special teams upside, stay square when coming into tackles. Uh, fight effort gets him by a lot of blocks, capable in zone coverage. Can play man versus tight ends and running backs. Top, uh, solid top end speed. Not elite, but solid. Um, has some quick twitch to him, good angles, takes on pullers and quick to recognize them. Acceleration gets around blocks with athleticism, flexibility, and lateral mobility, change direction skills, uh, balance plus, uh, plus blitzer, defeats cut blocks, willing and able to take any block head on, stop start quickness, and good at using hands while chasing down or scraping to avoid partial blocks, getting into the weaknesses, uh, three total so, uh, shoulder surgeries, at times, just a reactionary linebacker, which I'll show you what I'm talking about. If o get hands-on, it's tough for him to disengage, especially because of the arm length. Uh, weight, size, strength is, you know, a slight concern. Like I said, he's, he's like, what is he, six, he's like 6'1", 238. And then you have a guy in Keekly who's like 6'3", 241. So actually, he's actually more weight per inch than a guy like Keekly is. So I think the weight thing is a little bit overrated, but I decided I did put it in there. Um, ducks head into contact at times, not a tone setting hitter, shorter arms. As I said before, struggles, get um, struggles against misdirection and play action can struggle in getting off blocks and traffic. It needs to clean up tackling form. Ankle biter needs to drive through tackles can be anti in coverage uh, recognition of who is coming in and out of his zone. Gets looked off by quarterbacks, shoots gaps, pick sides uh, too early and too often, taking himself out of plays. Uh, Pre-snap reads are a little bit off at times, and patience is needed while uh, while reading plays with misdirection are his weaknesses. Now let me pull up some of his film. All right, first game we're looking at is against um, Ohio State. Let me just pull it up really, really quick. Um, it's funny, too, that one of the first things I heard, and this is why I don't really trust a lot of people's film reviews or scattering reports or anything like that, I heard, like, the you know, stats that he's never missed a tackle. 
Um, he's definitely missed some tackles, and I'll show you that. So if you've seen that report, <laughs> they, that they never missed a tackle in college, and then you watch this, you're, you're going to maybe uh, start to distrust a little bit too or have some distrust in you. Um, so he is right here. He's going to end up being – he's not – he's a strong side. You can call him, you can call him, you can call him the mic. He's on the strong side. Um, they are in a 3-3. In a three, three. Um, right here we have three down, three up um, linemen. So this is this. There's really not a lot to break down on this play. The only thing I I I mark down this play that he's he's a tough guy, and this is why he's a good blitzer because he he is willing to run run through blocks, even though he's not the um, strongest guy in the league. He's not Erlacher. He's not even guys in the Jets looking at like a Avery Williamson. He's not even strong as a CJ Mosley. I don't think, but. Um, just his effort and his willingness to, to put his head down will get him pressure on the quarterback and it makes him effective blitzer. And, you know, it's always nice to see him just, you know, completely truck over running back, get right in, uh, in Dwayne Haskins' face right here. So that's why, that's why I put this play up. And especially the first play, uh, people get a little bit excited. You're talking about somebody getting trucked. It's always, uh, it's always fun to watch. Um, next one, this is another one where I heard, okay, he doesn't have great – he's an average athlete. Uh, you see him right here uh, with that little dot on him. And I, that's why that's what I heard a lot. Oh, he's an average athlete. I, I think I think he's he's not top notch. He's not he's not a, he's not even a, you know he's not a Darren Lee type speed. Oh, and I'm just talking about athleticism and speed. I'm not talking. I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about athleticism with Lee, not anything else. Um, but one, he he has like I said, while he's like scraping on the top, he does have some good. Uh, I think he has some good body control, and he, and he knows how to adjust his angles. You see how he's kind of running flat and and um, under that 30 yard line, so like at the, at the 29. And then he sees that the blocker coming. You see, he changes the angle a little bit. That that little tiny stuff that matters in, in the NFL. One, he's adjusting his angle for the for the receiver, um, and or adjusting his angle um, to take the 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 running back. And this is where you see some of that speed too. If he if he didn't tr- let me pause it. If he didn't trust his speed right here. If you're if you are watching on YouTube, like I said, I do know we have a decent amount of listeners as well, but uh, you definitely do not get as much. But still, you still get to hear about. about uh, traits and all that stuff and certain plays i try to explain it the best i can but he's he's scraping over the top on basically like a crack toss and uh he avoids the the uh receiver's block with a nice little like like a wipe and he changes his angle a little bit at this point if he didn't try if he didn't trust his speed he'd probably go over top right here but he does trust his speed and it shows some of the silence uh, silent silent speed where he goes underneath and he's still able to get the tackle yet now, now that the the number two the running back does have to gear down a little bit but Play in full speed. You can see a little bit of the speed right here. It's, he's not he's not a slow linebacker or an average athlete. Like I said, I think he has pretty solid speed, um, you know, overall. So nice little play right there to adjust his angle, keep himself clean, um, et cetera. Everything I talked about. Another play from Ohio State. This is where I believe I talked about some patience that he had. He's right here. Um, they let's see what they run. They're, they're, just, they're, just, they're running it inside zone, tight zone, belly zone. I would have to get up another angle to really see. It's it's it, it from a pistol set. It's a little bit different. Um, I'll try to get into, like I said, a little bit of the kind of nitty gritty stuff. Um, at sometimes it's from this angle, it's it's all about aiming point and like with with aiming points with zone, it's it's different. If you're in pistol, it's different. If you're in gun, it's different. If you're in single back. Uh, so let's say you're in gun and the running back is offset to the left of the quarterback, but the play side B gap is the aiming point, um, or the outside, it's called the outside hip of the, of the guard is the aiming point that's inside zone, but the track might look like mid zone or outside zone. Uh, and there's different terminology. Like I call mid zone, um, just very tight to the tackle, uh, which yeah, to, to the, uh, the very tight of the tackle. 
but there's guys like Jim McNally who call mid zone um, the inside, the inside hip of the tackle and inside zone, either the A gap or the B gap where, where the, the A gap for me is, is tight zone or the backside A gap uh, or right to the ass of the center basically is, is tight zone. So there's always going to be a little bit different terminology. I, I like to give a little bit of, there, there's like, there's multiple different zones. Like I said, there's, there's belly, there's tight, there's inside, there's mid, there's outside and there's wide. So I have six different, I believe that's six different types where other guys will just do like, they'll have four or actually they'll only have like three would be like, it'll be like inside, mid and, and outside. But I like to give a little bit more diversity, just like with, uh, with the offensive line techniques, there's guys who just do zero, one, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, or whatever, um, where I do, you know, zero and then one and then two I, then three, um, four I, four, and then you can, you could be a tight three, you could be a looser three, you know, there's, I, I like to try to kind of really narrow it down to exactly where they are. But um, regardless, this is, looks like a tight zone and uh, tight belly zone, whatever it may be. And he's on the backside of this play. Um, standing up, obviously, he's never really going to have his hand in the dirt. I like the patience on this play. Um, I like how he's not really attacking or, or, you know, the line of scrimmage. He's not pressing the line of scrimmage right here. And, he, you know, he, he sticks his foot in the dirt right here to, to, go, to guard, uh, you know, that, that uh, B gap and C gap. But as he sees the running back's track, he, you know, he scrapes over top, scrapes over top, and then he just gets in the tackle. Um, and, you know, it doesn't look like a big play, and it's, and it's not. But just showing that patience, um, like I said, you have to show the traits and have to say, okay, well, I talk about patience on the second level and things like that. I want to show you why I mean that. And there's, there's college linebackers, there's NFL linebackers who would either try to shoot through this or shoot through this gap or whatever it may be. Um, but that patience, that wrap-up, I, I, I like that play from, from Cashman, who, by the way, we do have – 30 plays on and then we have Greg Dorch coming who I think only has 16 plays on uh, I wasn't as impressed with, with Dorch there definitely is reasons he's undrafted uh, I was personally disappointed but we'll talk about that in a little bit um, so right here we have a um, this is a this is a front side call this, we'll call this a front side pin and pull um, the pin and pull, the pin and pull rules. If you want to look it up, are like opposite of the inside zone or inside zone. The gap, you know, the, the play side gap to your left or to your right. You you basically are blocking that guy. It, it depends all on really what kind of zone it is and how much responsibility you have. But if a guy is in the play side gap away from you, you're you're mostly going to take him, um, you know, in zone. And whether whether or not you're taking him single or you're like in an outside zone where you know if he's the if he's the one tech, you might just you might just kind of pillar him and then maybe work up to the second level if he tries to shoot backside or if it's inside zone you're going to you're going to either get a ricochet block or you're going to um you know crowler technique uh, with the with the other guard or whoever it may be uh, to get to the second level um but with pin and pull when a guy at christian the front side there's front side pin and pulls there's lead pin and pulls um there's pin and folds which we'll talk about which 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 i'm starting to differentiate with pulls pulls you go more than a gap away or more than one offensive lineman away where folds are just, it, it almost looks like a trap, like, like folds and traps are pretty similar. Um, but folds, like, let's say if this, uh, this guard, if you're watching was to block down on this guy um, on the backside one, which wouldn't really happen. But in, in this example, we're going to say that he blocks down and this guard was just pull around him and then get to the second level. That's more of a fold where if these two guys block down the, the, the guard and the tackle and he pulls all the way around that, that's a, that's a pull. So there's a little difference between pulls and folds uh traps we'll get into which they there could there could be folds with traps there's there's uh plenty of different things that we'll we'll get into 
um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, I, I hope people who are just casual fans are becoming more of casual fans from listening to the show. And I've got a lot of responses from you guys. So uh, as I continue learning, you will continue to learn. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I haven't even said yet on this podcast that, that we can, that we'll talk about eventually. And there's plenty of things I'll learn that I'll, I'll make sure to queue up on, you know, in this, uh, in this podcast, on this YouTube show, et cetera, especially when Marcus comes back. I, I can't wait for him to come back. It's going to be fun. It definitely going to be more fun this season. So uh, front side pin and pull front side versus the, versus the backside. Uh, like I said, so he doesn't, so the center doesn't have anybody in the gap. Um, you know, well, he does technically have this, the, the, the backside one tech, but he's not, he's not concerned with the one tech on the backside. So he has nobody, um, you know, in the, in the gap in front of him. So he's in a pull and then this guy as well. So if this was a, if the, the, the right guard, if this was a typical zone play, he's just, he's going to, you know, he's going to uh, maybe scoot, scooch technique and, and, and block this, uh, the, the four eye or three, whatever you want to call him. Can't really see from here. Uh, he's in a scooch. He's gonna. He's in a bucket step. Maybe he's gonna drop step. Whatever it may be. Um, but because he, it's a pin and pull. Like I said it's opposite rules of zone for the most part. And he's gonna pull, and they have a down block from that that right tackle right there, as you see. So, and it's a front side because the back side does not pin and pull. A full pin and a, a full pin and pull. It applies for everybody, but if it's just the front side offensive lineman, you just call. I call it a front side pin and pull versus full pin and pull. So front side pin and pull. And sorry, see, I'm talking about offensive line and all this stuff, and I'm talking about Cashman. But uh, hopefully, that's why people listen to the show. So you you have you have Cashman who he's reading the play, reading the play, sees the pullers, follows the pullers. Um, you know, stays clean right here. The I, I you know, in my opinion, number eleven right there should should try to crack. Um, you know, Cashman and and not the linebacker behind him. But that's that's regardless. He he's not good at adjusting on the file and why he skips up on him right there but he stays clean squares up um gets low and this is where i say i don't i don't necessarily i don't love his tackling for all the time you see how he's not really one he's planting a little bit far and this is okay if you're going to to keep i don't like necessarily ducking his head into this either you know keep your head up cross his body drive your feet wrap up um you see how he's kind of he's he's more of lunging and he's not taking his feet with him and then he just gets his ankles and he almost gets the first down here because of that. Now, if this was not number whatever his number, number is, 25 on Ohio State, and this is against, you know, good or even decent, you know, guys in the NFL, Telvin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, Bell, Zeke, Barkley, you know, Jamal Williams, any of these guys, is this going to be a tackle? Uh, maybe he tackles them. I think they're getting that first down. So he needs to clean up the tackling form. Um, for, for me personally, I don't think he's a super clean tackler. He could definitely um, improve on that. So, uh, next play. Let's see what this is. Okay, Tampa 2. All right, I remember this. So, Tampa 2, and Ohio State ran this a lot. So, you have a you have mesh, and there's a couple different meshes if you want to look them up as well, which we're not going to get into too much, but you have you have mesh where it's tighter. You have deep mesh where it's the tighter where it's a tighter guys line of scrimmage and it's a deeper mesh instead of like a typical like five to seven yard um you know drag or under whatever you want to call it and then you have unders where they come from really wide and then shallow and then you have overs where they come from really wide uh and then it's a little bit deeper as well just like a deep mesh but from wider from a wider um starting point so they run mesh you have tampa two um from minnesota i would like i would like to see him get a little see in the nfl this is getting hit. This this ball is getting thrown right now. 
in the NFL um, by, by good quarterbacks. He said that that extra, that extra couple steps right here from Haskins, that what happens is um, Cashman has – you see the good ability. You see the burst right there to get up to the ball, and he makes a tackle short. But in the NFL, right here, this ball is thrown. This ball is already thrown. He's about to turn around. The ball arrives, and he falls forward for, for a first down. This ball is late. Um, and that's why he's, he, you see some of the, uh, the quickness that he has. But I think he's a little bit late on this. But he is capable in coverage. He's not lost in coverage. Um, I would just like to see him bite down this a little bit more, um, especially, you know, from film study. You know that they run a ton of mesh, mesh, shit concepts, which mesh, shit is just literally what this is. It's, it's, a, it's a mesh concept. And then you have a, you have a snag over top. I call this, you can call this mesh snag too, but people usually call it mesh sit, even though I don't call it a sit route, but I call it a snag. But where you have that, uh, that little triangle read mesh, mesh right here uh the sit or the snag um over the top it's a nice like i said triangle read and uh a little bit late but he does force he does force the first uh the the uh the fourth down let's see what the next play is i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna run through all of them i'm gonna pause it maybe i will i don't know so the only problem the only problem with not pausing is i don't get to watch it before so i have to watch it while i while i talk um and then break it down because I can't just watch it. Like sometimes you can't watch plays once. There's plays where it's it'd be funny, and I think me, me and Mark had to do this sometimes when we're recording. I remember sometimes during the season we'd be watching plays, and we'd be like, "Okay, rewind it. Okay, rewind it." Because there's some plays like there's plays that I have to watch, you know, literally ten to fifteen times to see what's happening because there's a lot that goes on. Um, here he's on the backside, another another pistol formation. Um, this doesn't necessarily look like a read. It it, it could be. It could be a read, but I don't think it necessarily is. But you have an inside handoff. Uh, they're all looks like they're all wedge blocking, and you have Cashman just shoot the backside. Um, obviously, he's given free reign on this on this play to to just blitz through the, any open gap really on, on that backside and try to get to the running back. Uh, he does. You see some of the solid acceleration, um, tackles the running back for a loss of one or two yards, and he stuffs the like I said the running back on on that fourth down play. So, um, nice play right there from Cashman. All right, next plays against – and a lot of these plays, you got to note that they're um, they're against, you know, Ohio State. He's not playing like Rice or Memphis or any of these smaller type schools. It's a game against Ohio State. Um, and it's – you know, it's an, I, I believe it's – you know, it's impressive. So here, uh, counter OF. Yeah, this is – let's see. All right, so he's on the, he's on the, he's on the play side, so – I don't know if this was a design gap exchange between him and the and the outside linebacker. The outside linebacker is supposed to shoot. That's what it seems like it was, where the outside linebacker is supposed to shoot inside, and and Cashman had to contain the outside. So if Cashman contained the outside, um, on this, like I said, another a counter, um, out of this gun set, takes him on outside shoulder. That's that's important. Um, if you are containing the outside, you don't want it to get you don't want to take his inside shoulder on because then the running back can cut. Obviously, if, if you're working to the inside, you know the, the the blocker hit can get you know um, in front of you to uh, to the outside, and the running back can cut around. So it's important that he that he squeezes that run right there. So he squeezes the run, contains, um, fights through the block right here, and then ends up bringing down the the uh, running back for you know a loss of let's say you know seven eight yards. So nice play from from Cashman on that one. Next one, block, shed, and tackle. Let's see what this is. Okay, so. Okay. So, running back screen. 
Um, he is the the Mike. He's the play, you know the play side linebacker right here. Uh, drops back into zone. He sees his screen developing. Um, the the wide receiver you know stalk blocks him right here, just working up to him, creeping up to him. Uh, tight elbows. You see how he takes the block on with tight elbows. Um, he gets his hands inside, hands inside. Whether it be you know obviously there's extreme circumstances, but whether it be long arms, short arms, you get your hands inside. You're going to win a lot in the NFL. Hand placement, hand positioning, um, strength in those hands. Uh, is extremely important. So he takes on that block, gets inside, uh, tracks down the running back. Um, again, a little bit, a little bit low, and he's not really driving his feet. You see, how he's grabbing at the ankles. I don't, I don't love that. Now I understand he got he got stiff armed a little bit um, down to the ground, but he is he, he is a little bit of an ankle biter. Like I said, and you have to watch that. I think you're going to see some broken tackles from him um, or against him you know, at the NFL level. You know, coming up. So we'll see if that can be fixed, but. Um, we'll see him play a decent amount. I, th- I think he's a guy. He's he's gonna be like a four three. Um, Will you know? And obviously, Mosley and Avery Williamson. Maybe they played ninety five percent of snaps each, but they they are gonna need some rest on some plays. So, um, maybe you know he comes in uh, to spell them. I, I think he's gonna be the the Will on a lot of plays. You don't want to ask him to really read and and, and diagnose plays just yet. That'll, that'll develop hopefully over time. Um, but right now you want him as like a run and chase reactionary type type guy who's not really going to be asked to think a lot, and maybe even in zone coverages. Uh, Avery Williamson is just he's he's decent at, at coverage. There are times where he makes a great play in coverage. I just said his review. I just watched his entire uh, season. There's plays where, there's plays where he'll make great plays in coverage, and then there's plays where he's a little bit lost in coverage. So maybe if it's third and third and thirteen, he comes out on on third down. You have a guy in Cashman who uh, is a little bit more athletic than 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 Williamson is, and it's funny because. I don't remember what podcast I was listening to. Even if I, even if I do, um, I wouldn't call whoever said it out. Um, but understand, I do drive around for five hours, so I do. I do listen to a lot of radio, like podcasts and stuff like that, because that's you know, my job to to drive around. Um, obviously, do a little bit more than driving around, but there's definitely a couple of hours. So, or, I, I forget exactly who it was. Maybe someone remind me. Uh, please don't call them out, though. But uh, people were saying, "Oh, well, you know, Avery Williamson um, is the athletic, the athletic running type linebacker, and C.J. Mosley is more of the um, tight, you know, uh, big hitter, uh, can't cover guy." I'm like, you really have not watched film if you believe that Mosley is less athletic than Avery Williamson. Avery Williamson's a better coverage guy than Mosley. You just don't know what you're talking about. So uh, these are some of the opinions. I, I, I believe that was like a big, big podcast too that was saying that. That's like, I'm talking about like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers of blue checks, but they don't really know what they're talking about. Like I said, if you've watched the film with me and if you think that Williamson's more athletic than, than Mosley, you're, you're sadly mistaken. That's just, that's not even close to true. It's not even an opinion type thing. That is a fact. Um, that he has, he's much more athletic than a guy like, uh, you know, Avery Williamson. So maybe, maybe Cashman does come in. So you have Cashman right here. Uh, he's going to, let's see what kind of defense this is. You've cover three. He's breaking into his curl to flat and his ang- exit angle. Um, he's obviously, he's going to match that, that wheel. And again, you're going to have another mesh sit concept right here. Mesh sit triangle read. And so Cashman, he, he, he carries that wheel correctly. That's, that's, that's fine. The thing I do not like here is, again, see, he's never missed a tackle. This, I literally heard that, ne- never missed a tackle. He missed a tackle, obviously, right here. Um, this is a little bit because he ducks his head, too, and he's going, he's going low. So if he, if, he was to keep his, if he was to keep his eyes up and he wasn't going to dive at his ankles like he typically does, 
um, he would be able to, to potentially react to this. And yeah, it's a good move by 14. You know, there's going to be some times where you, where you miss tackles, but um, the form is not great right here where he's, you know, a little bit off balance. He's bending at the waist, uh, ducking, obviously right here. You see from this point on right here, he has no idea where he's going. Duck, 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 duck. And uh, he gets the tackle broken from him. So he has to work on the tackling form. As I said, that's one of his biggest issues. Um, let's see the next play slips under block against Ohio State still. Like I said, overall, though, against Ohio State, I thought he had a pretty damn impressive game for a fifth-round pick. This is a guy who um, a lot of these draft guys, and as you know, um, if it was my full-time job, I would get all seven, round, or all seven rounds of guys done, but it's not my full-time job, so I can only break down so much. So I didn't watch Cashman before the draft, but there's a lot of guys who had him as their third or fourth you know, um, inside linebacker. And a lot of people believe, you know, give the Jets really good grades for this pick, and probably thought that he should have gone earlier, but the, the, the shoulder surgeries um, are his biggest concern. Like I said, having two on the same shoulder and then another one on a different shoulder uh, with a position that you use your shoulders a lot as a linebacker. So a little bit of a concern there. But uh, like I said before, the if there is one thing I'm confident with the Jets in, it's their medical staff. So I'm hoping that uh, they can get that all fixed up and they do whatever surgery or whatever, uh, you know, kind of kind of um, rehabilitation they need to do to his shoulder to, to make it, um, you know, kind of, I guess, 100% again. So you have him right here, the uh, inside linebacker. Um, at first, he's, he kind of he jumps to the, to the opposite side um, right there. And this uh, looks – I call this more of like a. I'm gonna call this a sweep. I'm not gonna call. It, I'm not gonna call it a pin and pull. Sweeps and pin and pulls are a little bit different. Where sweeps, you typically have the two guards, but if this was a pin and pull, it looks like uh, that guard, that guard on the play side would block down on that on that two eye, and then you'd have that tackle pulling. So it's not a pin and pull. I would call it more of a sweep. And uh, you have you have Cashman who's working over the top, uh, and he has a nice little ability. He has a nice ability to slip under blocks and get like skinny and know how to use his body and contort his body. The Right there, how he like he, till he ducks down at the last second to get around that block, then it's still athletic enough to kind of bend and flexible enough to grab it at the ankles. I, I, I like that. That's, in, that's important in space right there um, to, to be able to get around those blocks. Now, if he's engaged in, in a tight area because he doesn't have a lot of room to work athletically or with his long arms, I'm a little bit more concerned with him in those tight spaces. But in the open field, he does have the ability uh, to slip around blocks and, and um, you know, get low and toward his body, flexibility. Um, speed so nice play from him there uh, next play I labeled it as take takes himself out of plays where I said sometimes he'll some like there's sometimes he'll, he's patient and there's other times where he's not so he's a little bit inconsistent with some of his game you so, so you see right here um, they are running just a it's just a one back power um, right here from Ohio State on the on the two yard line and you see how Cashman on the play side right here um, instead of kind of just shuffling, foot firing, um, whatever you want to call it, and, and kind of staying in a, in a position where he could play multiple different gaps, he thinks the run's going outside. He, he kind of shoots to the outside, and then uh, the, the running back is able to shoot forward for you know a, a first down. He obviously he goes opposite way of Cashman, but if Cashman was not so um, you know kind of jumpy on this play and he was here, he can shoot through this gap inside right there. Um, yeah, shoot that big hole right here. 
Cashman jumps down, this, this opens that hole. Now, if Cashman played this correctly, you know, shuffle his feet, foot fire, read the play, shoot this gap, and then, you know, now it's now it's second and eight, second and nine instead of uh, a first down. So, like I said, got to work on some things. But I do like him. Definitely fifth-round pick. I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to, to watch uh, Cashman. I think the Jets had a pretty good draft, to, to be completely honest. Uh, I'll probably get like a B-plus, maybe A-minus, because Quinn Williams is a great pick, I, I believe. Um, now there were some spots where I said like Chuma Doga, I, I didn't love the pick. I would have rather had, um, was it Risner who was, who was there? Um, and with Wesco, I actually really, really like Wesco, but at that spot, instead of trading down, you know, there were, there were guys like, uh, Gardner Johnson. There were guys like Julian Love who I'd have really, really liked as well. Not saying I don't like the player, but I, I didn't love all the trading down and getting a little bit too fancy right there. But Wesco is going to be a big part of this offensive blocking, you know, guys probably going to play you know, 50, 60%, maybe I'll say like 50% of snaps and, and be a lead blocker. And, you know, he's a guy who could block uh, backside defensive ends on uh, plays that are going the opposite way. He could, he could kick guys out. He can crack block people. He could, he's going to be a guy who's going to get a couple screens, you know, here and there, like a, a guy like Eric Tomlinson. So um, another, another mesh concept from, uh, from Northwestern right here, but now obviously, you know, not another one, but mesh concept from them. You have Cashman who, Let's see what kind of um, – just from, just from how it looks pre-snap, I can't see everybody in the field unless I can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I can't tell where that, where that other safety is. I don't know if he's robbing. I don't know if he's uh, – you know, if they drop into – they show cover two or cover six and they drop into cover three. I can't really tell. But you have Cashman right here who is in his own coverage. I like, I like what he does right here. This is a good – this is a re- this is actually a really good cover snap from him. So – um, he has the, he has the, the hook seam, um, you know, so you have, you have a, you have a hook seam, uh, hook, hook seam, usually curl flat and curl flat. I can't see the whole defense, but he's in a hook seam for sure. He carries the seam. See right here. So if he was to jump, you know, up on this, on this mesh or whatever it may be, the, you know, the, the, the short drag route, the guy in the seam gets the, that's the easy completion right here. And you can see the quarterback's looking at him. So he matches the seam. He's reading the quarterback's eyes and he sees the mesh concept. So as he's as he's matching that seam, he has his eyes, you know, like I said, on on the on the inside on the mesh and on the quarterback. He sees that the quarterback is loading up to throw to the to the under coming from the opposite side of the field. He jumps up um, to take it. Now he doesn't get the pass deflection, but he gets the tackle uh, on third and three, and he and he, and he stuffs him. So you know that's a, that that was actually a really really good coverage snap from him. I really really like that play from from Cashman. I, I think he has, like I said, some potential here. So. Uh, next play again against Northwestern. I put missed tackle. I and uh, I I don't know if it was this play, but uh, I know if Kyle Smith's listening to this, he, I, I think he was the one who commented on it. But I, I had people like where like he would miss the tackle right here. So like right, okay, so he missed the tackle. The guy only got another let's say let's say a yard. I had people commenting like, oh well, he missed the tackle, but the guy still got tackled the yard later, so it's not a bad play. And if that's really your thinking, if that's really how you think, that that's super, super flawed. So because somebody else made up for him, that means it's not a bad play from him. Is that is that serious? So so all those throws from like Fitzpatrick where, where Brandon Marshall just bail him out, you know, that's not a bad play. Or what's the play? There's a play during the season I just watched with the Jets where Elijah McGuire fumbled. Chris Herndon tackled whoever it was on uh, whatever team they were playing, and that guy fumbled. So – Let's not count the, the McGuire fumble. It's not a bad play because Chris Herndon then stripped the guy. Like, come on, that's that is that is super super dumb. Um, so right here, you know, again, now yeah, he does have to get around this um, 
the uh, the left guard who's who's trying to you know kind of seal I guess forty five to to the outside, but you can see again he's not really closing that space. He's ducking his head a little bit, and he doesn't really bring his feet with him into blocks. Like I said, and there's another example you know of that. So uh, he has to fix that. Avoids cut tackle. I don't know why I put that cut block. He's good at using his hands. Like I said, his athleticism is pretty, um, pretty good. So you have the uh, you have the tight end who's just trying to who's he's trying to, he's trying to cut block him, you know, on this play. Uh, obviously, when somebody's trying to cut block you, you're going to use whether whether you want to jump back vertically or jump back vertically and horizontally, but you do want to get your hands on them and shove them into the ground before they could, you know, cut and hit your thighs or your knees or you know whatever their aiming point is. So I like that he does that, and the people are like, oh, we well, went too wide. I don't necessarily think he went too wide. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this play because in, in Cashin's mind, how does – at this point, one, he doesn't have eight eyes and he doesn't know – he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. So he does not know if this receiver uh, – if this cornerback's blocked, um, whether it be, you know, if it's blocked inside, outside uh, – inside, outside. So he doesn't know if he's able to squeeze this runner force. People call it squeeze. People call, people call them force corners. So I like the fact that he takes he, he he's playing more outside in right here instead of inside out because if 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 he if this corner was blocked um, and Casher plays inside out, you know run up the sidelines for seventy yards potentially or a big gain um, where you want to play outside in for the most part uh, when people are running towards the sideline because you have help inside you have you have you know nine eight seven other guys you know working to that to that um, to that ball carrier so. I like that he stays outside right here. Uh, he dives for the tackle, and that probably lets up another yard or two. Um, but I, I like that play from from Cashman. You know, again, if you want to argue it, you can argue it, but uh, you're not right. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, uh, next play, Northwestern avoids cut chase down. Yeah, this series, see some athleticism. Uh, like I said, he's not a blazer. He's not Lee, but it, it is. It's definitely solid. Um, Obviously, he's blitzing up through the through the B gap. The running back comes up to try to, to try to cut block him, um, and Cashman avoids it with a little bit. Like I said, see how he just he changes his body a little bit there. So you see some of the flexibility, some of the athleticism. Um, sticks his hand in, in, into the uh, the running back to shove him down to the ground, and then it's just a, it's a chase from that point on. And he chases down the running back, uh, the uh, quarterback for a, you know a sack of whatever you want to call it, 10, 12, 13. I'm not counting yards here. So um, nice play from Cashman. Next play, double swipe, change of direction on blitz. Let's see. So right here. Yep. I think he's gonna be a good blitzer. I I, I like I like his blitzing ability. And he, he timed the snap pretty pretty well for the most part here. Um. You have the the H back who's who's blocking you know inside out. He he shuffles over to block inside out as this is. It's not an it's not an, it's not. Uh, I don't think it's an RPO. I don't think it's an RPO. So you have Cashman who blitz up the middle, and unless he's reading. I have to watch this a few more times to see if this is an RPO or not. Because you do have the the fold player, but he doesn't really go to block. I don't know. Regardless, you have Cashman who beats that that H back. You can see as he closes that ground, he comes into the contact window. He stops right here. Lateral agility. Two hands on a swipe, like a double swipe. 
um, or like a push by and then gets right in the quarterback's face. The quarterback has to, has to dirt the ball. So I'll play that in full speed. You can see a little bit of the athleticism right here. It's pretty fast um, from him to get, in, to get inside the quarterback's face. So I, I, like, I like the blitzing ability for sure from him. Uh, play 17 out of 30. Then we'll get into some of the uh, Dorch film. Who I think, like I said, it's like 16, 15, 18 plays, whatever it may be. Um, so, again... Right here, stand-up linebacker. And, again, just the ability of him to, to get around blocks on that second level I, I think is, 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 pretty, is pretty good. Um, I think a fake skip pull. That's odd. Northwestern has a little bit of a weird offense. So, you see him plant, keeps his eyes in the backfield, watching the running back, watching the running back. Hands in, he's, he gets his hand inside. Takes on half a man. We see literally like half a man's like you take on one of the shoulders, basically. You don't want to go head on. You don't want to go, you know, full man versus full man on offensive line. You're going to lose most of the time. So he takes on the half man, uh, almost like wrong arms him. Hands inside, shoots under, gets his, arm, gets his arms around the, uh, the leg right there. So another play showing his ability to, uh, to, sip, to slip blocks. Next play takes blocks head on. He does do that too, which you don't necessarily want to do all the time. Um, but he's a he's a tough he's a tough sob um, sometimes for sure. Here again, um, you have two you have two skip pullers. The... See now, I would call this a, a a full pen and pull because of some of the rules right here. But you have Cashman who shoots down. He takes on the the uh, the skip puller. Um, the right guard and again you want to keep your head out of a lot of plays so he probably got a little bit dinged up right here you don't necessarily want to see that but takes the block head on extension you see some of the you know the power that he does have um that power comes through aggression too it's not like okay he's like super yoked up and strong but listen if you're if he's more aggressive than you even if you're stronger but you're more timid um it's gonna look like he's more powerful so takes a block head on uses that extension to keep him off and runs right into the tackle of the, of the running back. Like I said, I was, I was pretty impressed for this guy for a fifth round pick, but there were some problems with the, uh, with some of the recognition I'll show you. Um, some of the misdirection stuff he, he does, he right, like right here, you can see he gets a little bit lost at times right here. Um, where it's a, this is a, this is a read there. There, I, I, I'm trying to think, see who exactly they're reading. This is a hard angle to to uh, to see, but you have like a one back power uh, read. I'm not sure exactly what the quarterback's read is. I'd have to get from behind him or in front of him to see exactly who he's reading, or we could just be reading the flow of the defense. Defense all reacts, and you see Cashman run right right by the quarterback. So you you want to see Cashman, especially um, more on the backside of this play, stay a little bit more patient on that backside and contain the backside. Cause there's guys, you have, you have, you have four guys working to the play side right here and he's not really going to catch up anyway. Um, but regardless on the backside, you have, to be, you have to be tight to that backside and you see him run right by the quarterback right here. He's a little bit slow to see who has the ball and, uh, his eyes should be on the mesh point right there. So at this point, you know, right here, he's pulling out and it, it does happen a lot quicker than people think. If you haven't been on the football field, it, it, it's happening a thousand times faster than you, than you, than you see it on, on film. But, you like to see him recognize that the quarterback has the ball much, much earlier here, both from just being uh, disciplined on the backside and literally being able to see the ball. Um, so not the best play right here. Uh, another play missed. I've marked as missed tackle, but good effort. 
Oh. It's a little like a one-back power read at the quarterback. And Cashman, who, who um, you know, he closes ground uh, downhill. And you see, again, a little bit of this where he doesn't, he doesn't really bring his feet into the blocks right here. Um, he gets juked by the quarterback. So, like I said, you'd like to see him close some more ground right here. I don't, I don't, I don't like the plant so far away. Um, and bring your feet with you. You see how he lunges? He lunges and you're off balance. Now, if he was to shuffle closer to him, um, get his arms around him, this, this is a tackle for loss on third down. So, he misses the tackle right here. I do like after the fact that, he, that he's running and, he, and he's attempting to um, make the tackle. So, I like the effort right there. But, again, I will always see him close a little bit more ground on that, on that play. Um, right there. Next play against uh, Nebraska. Yeah, this is more of that speed. This is some good recognition. Um, you see, play, it's a it's a play action fake uh, turning into to a running back screen, and Cashin recognizes it. Could be actually one of two things, or it could be both things. It could be recognition, and I think he's actually. It looks like they're in cover one hole. Man, 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 hole. Yeah, this is cover one hole, so he's a running back anyway. Um, recognition, you know, man coverage, whatever you want to call it. He gets his hand inside. You see how he slips that block. Like I said, when he's like scraping over top, trying to make plays, chase down plays, he's actually good at avoiding offensive linemen and using his hands. So he uses his hands right there to get past number 67. And the running back, uh, you know, he changes angle. He completely tries to loop around him. It's not like he just continues on, on, a, on an aggressive angle where it's easy for Cashman to get to him. He loops around and Cashman's still able to to catch up to him and bring him down for for a loss of one yard. So um, good recognition, good uh, usage of the hands, you know, coming over the top and uh, you know, good just overall speed that he that he has right here. So yeah, so this is I I know Marcus would say this because I've been with Marcus, you know, for. Um, long enough now that I know what he thinks and I, I agree with him. And obviously a guy who played in the NFL uh, teaches me some things. I don't know everything yet. I don't know 50% of what I will know in the future. Uh, I always got to be studying and stuff. If you just become, you know, complacent and uh, I don't want to learn anything. I know everything. That's just, it's just dumb. So again, right here, you can see him. I'm circling with my, with my mouse. You can see that the pink arrow pointing towards him. Um, so what I would like to see from him is more recognition of pre-snap. When you have sets like this, where it's like a tight, where you have like a tight inline, um, tight end, and a, and a running back offset, or even just a running back in the backfield to that side, you have a lot of pick type plays at, out of those type of formations. A lot of tight type stuff. You have to watch for picks and crossers and all this stuff. So, I would like to see him one either shoot underneath of this of of, of this uh, like you know it's not a it's a uh, blanking out on the name there's so many freaking there's so much to uh i don't know why i'm blanking out i, I would say under undershoot this uh such simple terminology i'm blanking out on but whatever i wish to see him shoot underneath of this uh call it a rub that's 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 what we'll call it that's, i'm losing it so i would either see him shoot underneath this rub be prepared for this rub you see how he's like looking at the running back looking at the running back and he doesn't his eyes don't really flash to that tight end until it's way too late and to shoot over top, which allows the running back to just to, you know, just sit down right here and they get the easy first down. So it's to do two, one of two things, pre-snap recognition has to be better and he has to 
maybe be a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage and under and under uh, shoot this, which then he might have an option to run a wheel, or he could do, or like like to see him do is play more of a top of it. So you see how how he's inside of the hash and the runback's outside of the hash. If he was outside of the hash and more over top, like capping that that uh, that running back, he would have more room to to work around that block because he because he plays inside. He has to take more of an aggressive angle to the running back, which kind of limits his options right here. So. Um, pre-snap recognition has to be better right here. And, uh, you know, you want to see, you know, undercut that, that, uh, that rub, not, not a uh, shoot over top of it, where, like I said, he gets the running back, gets an easy first down, um, because of how he plays it right there. So let's see, uh, next play follows a puller, which I said, he's pretty good at following pullers when it's a lot of like misdirection type stuff. He's, he gets a little bit more lost, but when it's like simple pin and pulls, pin and folds, uh, you know, powers, he's a little bit better at that. And you can see right here. As they run a, another, this is a, so this is a frontside pin and pull. He follows the the, the pullers. Um, he shoots the the interior gap and boom makes a tackle. So good recognition right here. I'll play it in full speed. You could see um, some of the athleticism. It's not nothing crazy. He's not chasing guys down, but you see some of the quick the the the, the stop start, the ability to get skinny through gaps right here. Uh, tackles the running back for a loss of one yard. Uh, next play, like this is what I'm talking about, like jet sweeps, this type of stuff. Uh, not not necessarily the best at, the, at this type of stuff. So you see right here, as he's the, the he's he's the Mike, and he falls for that for that for he thinks it's a fake jet sweep. So he thinks it's a fake jet sweep, and he, and he shoots inside, which looks like it's going to be um, an inside zone. And instead of playing the jet sweep, because you know. He has to, he has to play that he has to play that jet sweep because that's that's his responsibility on the, on that as that mic on that play side instead of you know shooting to the backside. So if the running back is going to the backside right here, you have all these guys right here. This is the handoff. You know, listen, he doesn't have to necessarily react so hard to that to that handoff where he's uh, you know chasing him down. But you want to see you want to see a lateral shuffle right here instead of being here. You want to see you know him at this point when he sees this motion. You want to see some lateral shuffles and maybe him be here, and he still has time to to run and chase the run the the running back if the running back does get the ball. Um, but because he kind of you know aggressively attacks downhill on that edge, he puts himself in no man's land right here. So even I don't like how he plays this either way. So if this was a handoff for the running back, he's too close to the line of scrimmage. He's not going to be able to make a play over top, and because he shoots inside, the jet sweep um, is open. So like I said, lateral shuffle. He needs to have a little bit more better understanding of. Uh, what to do, you know, right here, um, at least in my opinion, unless he's being coached incorrectly, which I, I doubt, to be completely honest. So, good IQ play. Let's see what this one is. This one, yeah, okay. So they fake they they fake the jet sweep into the into the one back power to play action, and. You know, Cashman does bite down, but then I like as he sees the ball is um, as the ball is kept by the quarterback. I like how he doesn't necessarily react right to the right to the running back, but instead he gets a little bit of depth to, to maybe play that that uh that curl to flat. So I I like I like this play. This is a little like very little thing, but I like instead of right here, he doesn't just go go to the running back, go to the running back, go to the running back because there's there's this receiver behind him and he doesn't know what his receivers are doing. Maybe if the receiver was to just do a, a stick route or a sit route or a stop route or a curl route or, you know, all these different routes, maybe he could play it. He can get a, de a deflection on the ball. So I like how he gets some depth right there and then reacts to the, to the running back, wraps up, and makes a tackle for, you know, a two-yard loss. So good play from Cashman. 
Uh, next play, slip block. Uh, this is play 26 out of 30. So we're almost done with Cashman. Then I guess I will do Dorch. And then next week, top 25. Like I said, the top 25, make your own list. You know, if you're bored at work, let's, let's see who you got on your list and let's see how it compares and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> like I said, just joking. Uh, I don't want to seem like a douche. So a lot of misdirection and stuff like this from, from, uh, from Maryland here. So again, he's not the primary tackle, right? He's not the primary uh, tackler right here. And you have, um, you have an overlook, you have, you have a, you have a, you know, it's like, it's almost like a, like, like a, like a three, a three, four. It's a, it's, a, it's like a three, four over. You can almost call it like a four, three over. If you want to call this a stand up end, whatever you want to call it, I, 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 I'm going to call it an overlook. Um, let's see here. So I think froze for a little bit. So I, like I said, uh, you, have, you have an overlook. Um, you have this is like twenty-two personnel. Um, one tight end, two tight ends. Well, three tight ends. It's actually like a thirty-two personnel. So they're they're going heavy right here. Fake jet sweep, inside handoff, which is like an inside zone split. It looks like um, you have this the center working up to. Cashman, and this is where I see some some athleticism. Little dip of the shoulder, lateral step, dip of the shoulder, lateral step, gets him around it, um, avoids that block, slips underneath, and gets an on tackle. So, like I said, just showing a little bit of that, that athleticism where, you know, um, you have a little bit of flexibility right here, and it gets nice and low. Those how to beat those blocks. So, like that, like that play right there um, on that overlook from him. And the next play, I say it's a – oh, fast forward a little bit too much. You can see it's not a good play. See, another it's, – it's pretty much the same thing that would happen before um, where he shoots downhill a little bit too much and he's not able to react to the, to the jet sweep. So um, with a lot of this misdirection type stuff, quick handoffs, jet sweeps, orbit motions, end arounds, he gets a little bit confused and shoots down a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit uh, just too aggressively right here. Again, he would be on the backside of this inside zone. He still has time to, to, to run and chase if he, if he, if he stood right here. Um, but because he shoots downhill, now he takes him, you know, himself out of, the, out of the jet sweep. So he needs to play that a little bit better. Next play, I said I'd like, I would like to see him stack. This game, this plays against New Mexico State. So, yeah. So this is what I talk about. Like, sometimes he aggressively chooses sides on what he wants to do. And this is just a, it's, it, this is just a lead quarterback draw um, right here. And you see how Cashman, well, one, because of the play action or not even play action. He, he, he reacts up right here, which I don't necessarily love that unless he was sent on a blitz. Um, let's just say he was sent on a blitz. I don't really know what the play call was here from, um, from Minnesota. But at this point, with the quarterback's angle going straight up the field, I don't, I don't like him shooting the outside right here of 77. Um, right here, I'll just say see a, play a little bit more conservatively. You know, uh, backpedal, get his hands on, lateral shuffle, whatever you want to do. I like to see him stack the, the offensive lineman, but because you see how he shoots to the outside, even though he does beat the block, he's out of the play. So the offensive lineman won right there, the quarterback won, the, the, the play won um, because of this. So you have the – 
the ace combo black to the to the backside to the to the will where number 21 right there i don't know if he's a linebacker or a safety but he's in that mike role right now because um you know with that lead zone they're, they're working up to him um not a lead zone sorry with the uh the, the lead draw lead quarterback draw uh cashman like i said aggressively too too aggressive right here shoot, shooting that side and the quarterback is able to to, to run for um, some extra yardage because of it. And it still would have been an athletic play of him to catch up to the running back on working opposite of him. But I said, don't love that. Two more plays. Um, timing, bend, sack. Yep. So this is where you see some athleticism where you have some like, yeah, you have some little bit of like a, like a twist right here where you have, um, you know, number 48 right here in the uh, C gap. He, he shoots into the, to the, uh, to the B gap, which carries the tackle. Um, so instead of the tackle being outside and being able to react to Cashman here, he gets carried inside, um, you know, by, by the uh, defensive end. Cashman's able to get outside. You see that, you see that hand right there? Like I said, he is good. I, I, I like his hands for sure. So instead of letting that outside hand of the, of the right tackle land on his chest, you see that chop, chops it down. And the offensive lineman's leaning at this point because he's trying. You see, how he's, he's leaning a little bit to get to Cashman, um, and that throws him off balance. And you see some of the bend right here. Like I said, he's a pretty athletic, dude. Um, I think the Jets. Are, I, I think he's going to make some plays this year. Not, nothing crazy, but I I, I do like him um, as a prospect. The last one, um, I just put bend for him. So let's see what this bend is against New Mexico State again. Okay, so he is. Again, you almost have like a you almost have like a cross dog right here, where the uh, number forty one is like the penetrator, and he loops around. Um, yeah, so he's he's looping around. Yeah, the number forty one, like I said, penetrating. Sorry, I'm looking at it again, and you see how the the block from the left tackle is coming, and like I said, nice flexibility right here. It gets nice and low. Um, and he's able to, like I said, kind of disconnect his upper body from his lower body where it works in, it, it works in both ways, um, with upper and lower and which ones, you know, point towards a quarterback. Um, but right here you can see his upper body is a little bit more, um, pointed inside, which is not to help his hips rotate into the quarterback bend flexibility, able to turn that corner speed. Nice, nice player here. I'll play it in full speed. So you can see the. This is the last play of Cash. Like I said, some boom, dip, get around, bend, speed, gets the hit. Quarterback throws it um, away. So, getting into uh, him, like I said, I think he's going to be a will for us. I think he's going to be a run and chase guy, special team guy um, for the Jets overall. I, I definitely like to pick in the fifth in the fifth round for some uh, who thought that he was going to be you know, the, the third or fourth linebacker off the board and predicting him more as a third or fourth round pick. Just got him in, in the fifth round. So I definitely um, like that. And then you go into the um, sixth round with the Jets last pick and they drafted uh, Blessing Austin from Rutgers, which is, you know, by me, it's only like 45 minutes from um, my house. He played, what, five games the last two years. So there was literally no film available on him. But um, at the same time, it's a guy who it's it's a late round flyer. It's a guy who, if he stayed healthy, was apparently going to be, you know, not, not maybe not a first round pick, but a guy who's going to be, you know, maybe a second, third round pick. That, that's the talent that people say he possesses. 
But because of the injuries with the ACLs and all the injuries he's had, he's only played five games in two years, like I said. So uh, there's some big concerns there. But I do have faith in Jets medical staff. So um, let's see what we can do. There's really nothing I could say about him. I'm not going to make up stuff because I haven't watched, you know, his film. So Greg Dortch, uh, obviously the Jets drafted a lot of undrafted – or picked up a lot of undrafted guys. And people were asking me about this guy and that guy. And can you do a review on that guy? Uh, there's just there's too much things to do uh, with too little time. So if one of these guys is making a ton of noise in, in the uh, in the offseason, maybe if I have some time, I'll break them down. I'll go back and watch their film if they have a legitimate shot at making the 43. But just because you, know, you draft a guy, wh- whoever it may be, uh, offensive lineman from NC State, and you've heard three good traits about him, doesn't mean that makes a team. And not a lot of undrafted guys do, so I'm not gonna. I can't really waste time with that, to be completely honest. So Greg Dortch is the the big guy, so I decided to do some film on him. Look at some of his film. Like I said, I have 18 plays of him. Uh, strengths: not afraid to go over the middle. Uh, runs hard with uh, with the ball in his hands. Uh, quickness: uh, good horizontal, good uh, horizontal breaker, which vertical breaks, horizontal breaks are a little bit different, or they are a lot of bit different. Uh, when you're breaking vertically, when you're breaking horizontally. Uh, sets up angles well with ball. Will press uh, DB in top of stem um, or hold his line or hold his line in his stem. Adjust the ball well. Solid hands. Uh, kick return, punt return ability is probably the only way he's going to make this team, in my opinion. Uses power skip, hesitation, short strides, and releases. Uses wipes, arm overs, and routes. Catches ball uh, balls outside of radius, which, was small, which is small, but he does have the ability to uh, catch it outside of his radius. Uh, size at 5'7", 173 um, is a concern. I'm going to the weaknesses now, obviously. Um, doesn't sell drive phase. Doesn't go, uh, not going to be able to go up for 50-50 balls. Doesn't attack ball. Catch radius is small. Inconsistent technique in routes. And I put lazy in capitals, and it's gonna, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Uh, routes were seen way too often. Doesn't can't find spots and in, in, uh, soft spots in the zone. Hips don't get out of a variety of routes fast, especially for a small guy. Uh, play lesser competition. Some wasted movement in routes. Gives up on plays. Not as fast as you'd expect from a wider receiver of his size to be. And uh, shoulders come up high well before breaks. So let me pull up some of this film. All right. Getting into one of, he said, 16 or 18 plays of Dork should be relatively fast. Um, and one of the first things I noticed watching his film uh, was that he's not afraid to go over the middle. And I do, I do you know, obviously like that, slot guys are going to have to take some, some shots of the middle. to be tough. And right here, he knows he's going to take the hit. He knows, you know, as he's, as he's uh, driving vertically, you know, on this deep slant, he knows that the safety is going to come down. You can see him brace for the, for the hit as he catches the ball, um, takes that hit you know, holds onto the ball and doesn't necessarily get rocked. So I like the fact that he's, uh, you know, kind of willing to, to take hits. Um, and you can show that right here. Or I should, I'd show that right there. Yeah, next next play, like, so I, I put two plays into one. I'm not – for for how small he is, he's not really that explosive. Like, this – on this first play – He's not really moving all that fast. Like it, it might, it might look like he is, but he's not really moving all that fast. And the guy of his break, let's see, one stop, two stop, three, and it's not really that sharp of a. He doesn't really get out of that break too fast. You want, one, you want to see him commit more to this break. You see how he, he he throws one stop, and then he's kind of turning as he's stopping. You want to you want to see fully commit to that break. So. You know, chop those arms. You know, have your have your your shoulder over your knees, 
stop first, then turn. You don't want to stop while you're turning. I don't, I don't like that. So I see his body more straightforward. Stop, stop, turn. Get those, you see how those hips are like lagging. You see that whole, you see this whole movement right here, right here. This is all time where the quarterback has time to make up. So he's not really too sharp out of his break. And uh, I always see him, you know, attack more down. So I wasn't really impressed with that one. And the next play is literally uh, same thing. He's just, he's running a, a quick hitch, but you see how slow, look how slow he is right there. And this is some of the lack of explosiveness. This is also some of, uh, he just does not give full effort. Well, he doesn't think he's the main target of a play. Whatever it may be, he, he gives up, in, in, in my opinion. You see that right there, lack of explosive, some of the, some of the giving up. Uh, this is a play where you're going to see full just, just him giving up, um, you know, right here. So he does this when he knows he's not – and he almost gets the ball intercepted. And the, and the quarterback throwing this ball, why is he on this play? Um, but do you see how, one, he's not look – at, look at the explosiveness off the line. It's not really there. As he sees that the that the uh, the linebacker safety whoever it may be is dropping into that hook to seam, and there's a safety squatting over top of him, and going to take him, he just gives up. You see this at the top right here. Completely gives up. You know, work try try to try to cut. You know, uh, behind that that linebacker, or you know, maybe cut in front of him. Maybe maybe you uh, you press up the field and then you know you plant hard, you cut underneath, or just try or just work. Even if you're not going to get there, work. The quarterback should not throw this ball, um, but to, to just completely give up on a play like this, um, not, a, not a big fan of that at all. Um, next play, I'm going to run through them all. Um, oh, hold on. Let me bring it up. I hope I, sh I, I, hope I, share, I share the last play, but that does happen sometimes. So, at the bottom, I don't love – I don't love the, the release right here because you, you, you really do want to press into the defensive back and you want to threaten him. You see how he, he, gives like, he gives a little bit of like a short stride and then he stabs outside. But look how much room, look how much room there is right here. You want to be like almost an arm's length away. So he's a little bit too far away from here, uh, from the corner. The quarterback, the corner literally maybe slightly angles his hips off, but he's able to uh, – but he's he does not really threatens him right here, so I don't I don't love this release. A um, little bit upright, I look to more explosion. You know, get him into a little bit more uh, and burst outside. You know, show a burst inside. I don't. It's not, not the best release. I think it's a little bit wasted movement. And you can see how much room he has. That, that's that's too much right there. That's that's a lot of makeup time for the corner. Um, now, what I do like in this route is where I say he's like he's willing to fight and hold his line. You see how instead of really like bowing out really really wide right here. You see how he – you're going to see how he presses into the into the uh, defensive back and he holds his line, which at the top of his break, if, if you have contact, you say there's contact versus contact, and then he breaks, this is nice. So, th so that part is nice. The horizontal breaking, this is nice. Where it, When he's breaking back to the ball, he's not that good, but the horizontal breaks are nice. I, I just showed the vertical breaks versus horizontal breaks like I was talking about. Um, now, if he was to bow outside, not make contact, and then break, the, the, the corner wouldn't have any pressure fighting against him on that break. So if you're getting pushed backwards and try to cut forwards a lot harder um, than just cutting forward with no pressure working in the opposite way. So I, I like the shoulder lean right here. I like fighting to, to hold his line, uh, leans into him, break, break, drive line. So that's a nice little th uh, three-step break. But that's actually that's a really good break. Breaking is already on that line. So it's not even like a break drive. It's, it's, it's break drive line, break 
drive line, and he's just looking back at the quarterback uh, on the out. Uh, good route right there. I definitely, I definitely like that route. I'll give him credit for that route for sure. Not the first part, second part. I like it. Um, so I have good release, bad catch. Oh, okay. I remember this. This is only Josh that like fade. Is it a fade? Yeah, it's a fade. So good release. Um, so he closes. So I, I would actually like to see him close a little bit more ground here again. I, I think he's, I think he's gives the defensive back a little bit more room. Um, Defensive backs who press without getting their hands on. I don't know. I do. I don't know why coaches teach that. I don't know if the coaches teach that or, or they just like it. Listen, if you're on the line of scrimmage, press his ass. You don't have to jump jam him or or, or shoot two hands or you know do offhand jams. You you could right away. You could do soft shoe into jams. Um, but to 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 play without your hands, you I think it's so dumb. And he's looking high right here too. You, you could tell the defensive back is looking high because as soon as he stabs out, he has a little stab outside. So he has a little bit of a – I would call it more of a short stride than a, than a, than a skip. So you have to get a little uh, short, stri uh, short stride. Like I said, you see short strides, short strides. Heads the, the stab outside with his head in and his, uh, and his leg. Defensive back goes to open up. Dorch cuts inside. Looks back to the ball, but he, he needs to catch his ball. He, he drops this. Catch it with your hands, not your body. So, um, he needs to be able to catch his ball. He does not. He, he, he does end up dropping it. So, a decent release, I'll say. Uh, but he needs to be able to catch that. So, next play, not ready for ball, gives up. Let's see what this play is. This stuff pisses me off. See? I, I, I saw this a lot. So, this is like a, you know, call, call, let's call it a hitch. Even it's breaking a little bit inside. Maybe like a snag. And because he doesn't think he's getting the ball, because there's a guy in that zone that he's breaking to, guess who gives up on the play? Instead of instead of driving off the line, driving off the line, maybe maybe cutting, maybe maybe the, the defensive back or the, the linebacker has inside leverage. Maybe you drive off the line, or what you should do, drive off the line, work that work that inside shoulder because he has inside leverage. He wants to, he wants to stay inside this 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 back or the the linebacker. Uh, maybe then maybe then he works works to fight inside. You give yourself more more room to break. Or maybe he flips his hips and you give him yourself more room to break. But just coming off off of the line like this, just super lazy. Um, that listen, if you're doing this in college or at Wake Forest when you know you're going to be an un, most likely an undrafted late round guy, and this is what you're putting on film, how it's going to work in the NFL for you, unless you're strictly a special teamer, I, this is piss poor. Um, I don't like this effort. I don't like this player. To be completely honest, um, guys who give piss poor effort just are not not my forte. Uh, especially if you're watching guys like. Uh, Cashman and Wesco, the last two players that we broke down, and then watching this crap is just again. So this is a catch, but is it an, is it impressive um, from from this from this trip set? We have we have a whip route. Look how slow he is. It's this is not impressive. Um, not really driving. The the brakes are kind of just mediocre. Um, don't really see anything too impressive right here. He's he's open um, because the other guys, you know, clear out the underneath for him. But which this is going to be a sale concept, by the way. You have the uh, outs. You know, it's a little bit different of a sale. Um, you have the short, the intermediate, and the deep. So not nothing too impressive right here. And again, right here. So he he burst off the line a little bit better um, right here. But then look at look at the effort in the top. 
catches the ball, but and nice catch on the sideline. I'm I'm not I'm not infatuated with this guy. So I have a uh, next play labeled as lazy but tough. And you know I don't I don't hammer guys a lot. I, I I'm hammering him a little bit right here. I, I just so again tough. He knows he's gonna take that shot. He takes a shot. He catches the ball. That's good. But in the NFL, does this work? Look at look at the drive off the line right here. It, lo- it looks like I'm playing the guy in slow motion, to be completely honest. Um, and they they drop into – I'm not sure what the defense is going to be. It, it's such a quick hitter play that it, they're, they're showing – they're showing could be cover three. Um, could be like cover three cloud, you know, maybe as well. But it could be cover four even. Um, but – NFL, this this does not really work too much for him, and uh, like I said, there's not. I'm not going into super in depth analysis of this guy. It's it's I'm showing laziness. You know, I can't get into his head, and this is why he's lazy. There's really nothing to break down right here. Um, so this too, um, with this play, he, he like like this another like rub route, and he goes to the outside and on the on the, on the fade um, wheel. Call him over a wheel, like a like a pick wheel. This movement right here, eh? Like this is this is just foot fire. I'm not even calling this short strikes. He's not really going anywhere. Now this could be for two, like one of two reasons. Um, he, you know, he's waiting for that for that uh, receiver to come over on that pick route. But this is an easy touchdown. I'm not really gonna even kill him on that release because he is waiting for that receiver. But this is an easy touchdown that does not really happen in the NFL. Listen. In the NFL, what should happen? Which one? He's playing in no man's land. I I don't like the whole. What people call it catch man, uh, the two three yards off. In this in this coverage, you're not pressing him. You're not getting hands on. You're too close to read the quarterback, so you're putting yourself in a in a, in a shitty position. Uh, any uh, any good receiver, you know, in the NFL is going to beat is going to beat catch man um, for for the most part. So especially in man. You know, if you're playing catch man as like a cover two, I, I get it. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but this is not going to work. And in the NFL, you're going to get the crap jammed out of you right here. This, you're going to get jammed. So easy touchdown, but I wasn't overly impressed with that either. Um, like I said, I'm just being honest with what, I, with what I'm seeing. Uh, I don't think that's really him. I think that's the, the coordinator. Uh, they need to align themselves a little bit more tight right there. So this, but this is a so this is a good route. Like I said, not not great explosiveness. There's a little bit of an altered speed here, which I actually do maybe maybe I actually do like this a little bit more than I'm watching it again. Uh, where he comes up a little bit um, slower off the line of scrimmage, and there's a lot of uh, route manipulation and speed manipulation within uh, within routes. And because he comes off slow, the corner feeds a little bit safe. Then he bursts up field. The corner has to open, open, open. He's panicking right here, so you see he's a little bit more safe, which. Again, he's playing on a catch man um, right here, and he's not, you know, even though it does look like, is it cover two? I'd say this is cover two man. But on the bottom, it does look like he passes it off. So it might just be regular cover two. But I like Dorch for, for the two for a reason right here. Like I said, burst upfield. So he's the, the corner is heads up to inside leverage on him. So. He doesn't want to necessarily shoot right inside of that of that corner because that's the the corner's gonna make contact with him. He's in catch man. So he's gonna press the outside, make him open his hips up, which the corner completely he's not he's not even angling off right here. He completely opens up to to run full speed right here. Dorch hard stab outside. 
you see the club right there. See the, the, the inside arm, club the back, arm over right there to, to clear himself, and he gets the, uh, the reception here. So I'll play it in full speed. That, this, is a, this is a good route. Like I said, work, work to the outside to, to, to open him up and then, and then cut inside when he opens up too early. Um, good player here. Good catch from, from Dorch. A couple more plays to go. I'm play 11 of 18. Let's see what this one is. Okay, so it starts a little bit late. Again, you have some like you have some short strides again right here, and I don't know why this team consistently plays often like catchman, but this is what happens when you do. The corner doesn't get a hand on him, so short strides gets inside of him. And I like how he doesn't bow too far outside right here because a lot of receivers, those completely bow outside because they're, they're afraid of contact. But I like how he doesn't necessarily bow outside. And this is more – let's see. I'd call this, I'm going to call this more of a speed cut because it's not really a stop step. Where like typically if you're gonna if you're gonna break like this like you could you could stop stuff off inside or outside if it depends on which foot you like to break on even though I think the the inside foot for outside breaking routes is the best foot to break on, but usually if this is like a if this was like a like a square cut, um, you'd have you know break foot, I mean sorry a stop step break foot drive foot, uh, and then and then you have your line step, so this is more just break drive line so it's a three-step break so it's more this is a, this is a speed cut from him uh, that's why it looks a little bit rounded but when you when you're playing there's there's a couple different reasons you want to do different breaks um if a guy is tight to you you want to do more of like a square break you want to break down um because it's hard for guys to to you know break that sharp of angles um, when they're when they're tight to you because you're using your body and and pushing off of guys when a guy is off of you like this and you have room just just do a speed cut. Um, that's that's pretty much how it's how it's taught. Speed cuts when you're when you're playing zone or guys who are soft off of you. And if it's a man, the guy's tight. That's when you do the you, you break down and, and cut. So um, decent route right there. Next play versus off man. Let's see here. All right, so he's so 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 they they have like a, a tight stack. And again, it starts late because I, I have to work with what I have for the film. Um, this is like a so this is like a skip release right here. Uh, it's a, it's a sec it's like a secondary release. It's not it's not like a press release. He's re he's releasing again versus like a like a squat defender off defender, and nice little skip and stab to the in stab to the inside. Um, breaks outside, easy catch. I believe he goes for a touchdown. Yeah, he goes for a touchdown. So cornerbacks again, not great. You're not getting your hands on. You're able to read the quarterback. You're a reactionary. And you're not closing ground. It's you're, you're giving him a free a free break, and you're trying to react to it, which is not going to work with with many corner or with many receivers in the NFL. So, um, not good corner play. But I do I do like the the little bit of the uh, the, the skip right there, the stab inside. So, decent uh decent release or not release, but uh, you know break to get open from Dorch. Dorch first bad defensive back. Let's see. A lot of these, there, there was not a lot on him. So a lot of it's like from like highlight films like this. Like a lot of the plays were just, I, I had to grab from whatever I can find. So a lot of them would be more negative, honestly, if I could find it. But when you're looking at highlight films, it's, you're not going to, you're only going to get positive stuff, obviously. You see him on top right here in the slot. Another, uh, another, another skip release. Um, you can call it skip, you can call it power skip. Uh, 
power skip. I'll, I'll call it more of a power skip. So you have that foot fire. So when you have the skip foot fire, like the foot fire here, the, like the short stride, like I call that a power skip. So a power skip um, to kind of just freeze the defensive back. You see the deep, look at his feet. Look how inactive his feet are right here. And then as he closes the ground, what do his feet do? Split, split, split. You're off more off balance and his hands go wide. This is pretty much as bad as it gets. And he hops outside. So when he's looking high, his feet are not active. His hands are not ready, and they shoot. They shoot wide. He splits when he when he stabs outside. He jumps outside. So bad defensive back. But uh, Dorch gets him with that with that power skip right here. Power skip, bang inside, easy touchdown. So he has some ability um, with the routes and route running. But in terms of like the drive phase, the athleticism, I think he, the top end speed that I think he should have. Uh, the laziness, I don't, I don't love it. And like I said, this is a lot of this is a lot of um, you know highlight film type stuff. So. I, you know, there's more negative on him, but I'm showing more positive stuff because uh, the, the, the games before bar showing the negative stuff, that's because I, I was able to get the full game. There's only like two games at Wake Forest or a game of Wake Forest. So um, here, again, versus an versus off-man defender, um, you know, stays on the outside of that hash, uh, you know, presses, in, presses into, the, into the defensive back, and he gives them, let's see, Call it a little, a little foot fire at the top of that. Um, or here he runs his feet. Maybe, maybe more of a short stride. Yeah, I'll call it more of a short stride. So you have, again, just it's just shorter strides or a foot fire. You're staying more in place, um, and that freezes the defensive back. You can see his, you see the defensive back's feet. They're just frozen right here because of that, because of those short strides. Another, see stab again inside with the hand, with the with the head right there. Um, breaks outside. The quarterback overthrows it a little bit. And nice catch from him right here. You'll, you'll see it in a different angle. But uh, this is one paw out there, grabs it, and you're going to see uh, right here again. Less ability to, to, to bring that in. But like I said, he's playing guys who are not the best. They're, you know, f- uh, flat-footed, not using their hands, you know, catch men or off men with, with not active feet. You know, so a lot of this stuff going to work in the NFL. I'm not too sure. Uh, next play, we have four plays of him. This is a punt return touchdown. Uh, <clears throat> this is where I think he'll make the team. If he's going to make the team, I, I think it's for this type stuff where, yeah, maybe he could be the fifth or sixth receiver. I, I, you know, I think guys like Josh, uh, Josh Bellamy, I think they actually have some receiving ability. So I think it's going to be right as of right now, it's going to be Bellamy and Burnett as the four and five. Then maybe Dorch can be the sixth guy coming some spot time. Maybe if like Crowder gets hurt as a, as a slot guy, maybe he'll be used on some, some jet sweeps some end arounds. Um, but I think this is going to be his, his responsibility if he does make the team. And, you know, there's guys on this team who are going to compete for this job. You have guys like uh, Trenton Cannon uh, who dropped a lot last year, like, you know, muffed stuff. But, um, you know, maybe he, he finds it this year. You have guys like Ty Montgomery who could definitely return. He has some return ability. You have uh, Jameson Crowder who's more of a punt return guy, which Crowder I think is a little bit too important of a piece of, an off, of the offense. So I don't – necessarily would not like to see him now if it's in a big game it's it's you know the Jets are down uh 24 to 21 with three minutes left and they have a punt return maybe you want to see Crowder back there but uh you know I Dorsey made a competition for this and you could say like you could see this like setting up his angles well he sees the the pursuit from the outside so he's going to give he's going to give the outside his body right here so instead of just cutting up field where they would cut inside he's gonna he's gonna uh you know stem him outside a little bit keep him outside uh breaks you're going to see some of the contact balance right here. Uh, one avoids that right there by, you know, kind of like with the high knee, the high knee right there, high knee. And 
you have I, I don't know who this is maybe it's the punter stiff arms the punter uh to the ground is able to spin out of that <laughs> he sees number 38 coming on a high angle boom break back inside this is big break back outside as number 24 is coming to, to block uh the guy who just missed him on the, on the, you know, coming too high, number 38. So, again, set up angle outside, contact balance right here. Good break, good break back outside, and he runs for a touchdown. Nice, nice job right there on the punt return. Two more plays, or three, sorry, three more plays left of uh, Dorch. I'm trying to run through this relatively fast. I don't want to make a two hour show about guys like Dorch. So, I like this. I like this route. Um, another another off man defender, and Dorch at first works vertical, and then as the defensive back is playing, you know, outside. I don't know what coverage this is. Maybe it's cover one. You could tell that the defensive back has help, or is supposed to have help. I guess inside, maybe from this this safety. It looks like it's cover one. I don't know what that safety is doing. Um, if they're, you know, if they're playing a, a bracket on that inside receiver, I doubt it, but that's, it looks like this defensive back is supposed to have help inside because he's playing, you know, his ankles, his hips off, uh, so he can play the outside, you know, he's not, he does not want to get beat outside right here. So Dorch comes off the line, you know, straight kind of in line with that hash. And then you could see he kind of changes his angle to the outside and what that's doing is freezing the defensive back. The defensive back does not want to get beat outside. So straight outside a little bit, boom, back inside. So um, nice job with his stem right there and, and, and working that defensive back right there. Just, it's, it's just, it's, it's literally just two steps right here. It's, it's right here. One, two stab outside and he beats him uh, vertically on that uh, skinny post. And, like I said, decent speed. I, I think he has decent speed. I don't think he has great speed. Like, like I said, he's playing smaller schools right here, and it might look like he's faster than he is. I think it's decent, but for his size, I don't think he's uh, necessarily as fast as he should be. But that stem is definitely good right there with, that, with, that, uh, with how he works that angle with those two steps right there to uh, kind of keep that defensive back inside where if he just work more vertically, the defensive back would just come over top and get his hands into him most likely. So good job right there. Uh, next play, one-handed catch. And like I said, this, this is a lot of stuff from highlight films. So um, this is another play. Again, the defensive back is playing hard outside. He ex- he's expecting help um, from the inside. The the uh, middle of the field safety, the cover one safety most likely. Um, let's, you know, he obviously doesn't play over top properly. He, he lets himself get beat as a defensive, as a safety in the situation. You know, you want to play over top and uh, obviously not get beat deep. It's pretty much as simple as it gets. So, again, he pretty much holds his line right here along the, the hash right here, stab outside, which, you know, I guess freezes, it freezes the defensive back for just a second right here, which gives him the inside a little bit easier, even though, regardless, I don't think the defensive back was going to be able to play him right here because he had help from the inside where he's supposed to. Um, Dorch outruns him, stretches out that one hand right here, one-handed catch. Nice, nice catch right there from from Dorch. I'll play it in full speed because he had really, really nice one-handed catch. Again, not the best defense from from Louisville, but um, really, really nice catch. Last play of Dorch before uh, I exit off, and then like I said, next week we're going to be doing we're going to bring Kyle Smith on, do our top twenty-five. After that is Clutchio Assembly, Ty Montgomery, Brian Poole, and then we have like, we're gonna have like a two-three part Sam Donald review for you guys, or I'll have it for you guys uh, coming up. Easy touchdown. Um, Again, versus another 
you almost call him. I, he's not even really like he's he's like a squat, he's a squat defender. He's working outside and look at his hips. He this corner is beat right now. There's there's no there's nothing he's gonna do. Even if he breaks outside, look how flat footed he is. You think if he's running full speed and he just cuts to the outside here on a fade, he's not gonna be able to react. If he cuts inside, he's not gonna be able to react because his hips are, are are open outside. He's not gonna be able to, to flip over and come back inside unless he's an elite athlete, which he's not. Um, so he he's beat he's beat on his technique right here. His technique is awful, and he's looking inside too, which for slots is a little bit more risky. Um, Dorch again just. Short stride, foot fire, whatever you want to call it. Right there, I call it more short stride, stab outside. Um, and breaks, catch, get vertical. As soon as you catch the ball, you want to get vertical, he gets vertical. Um, slips through two blocks right here. And doesn't slip through two blocks, sorry. Two tackles and uh, picks up the extra yard or two. Boom, touchdown. And that's the review of Dorch. Like I said, don't think he's the most explosive guy. Um, I think he's a lazy route runner. I think he's just a decent route runner for the most part. He does have some moves to him, so he's okay at it. Uh, good punt returner, kick returner. Um, potential guy to make the roster as a sixth guy. If, they, if the Jets sign a guy, um, I don't think he would make it. I think a guy like Deontay Burnett's definitely going to make it. Um, and obviously, um, I always blank out on the guys. I just I literally just said his name before, but the the, the special teamer they brought in from the Bears, number number 15, um, is, is going to make it you know, as well. So, like I said, oh, we'll be back uh, today. It's Thursday. I'll be putting up the show in, a, in an hour or two whenever it uploads. And then we'll be back with our show on Tuesday. Um, leave a review. Like I said, we're going to have plenty of views on YouTube and we are growing. Um, obviously, you don't just start out with getting 30,000 views, but we are growing from 100 to 200 to, you know, a couple shows at 1,000 to 500 to 600. So, we appreciate everybody for um, one, listening. Uh, two, I know there's some people who share it with their friends, so keep sharing it with your friends if they want to hear, you know, real film talk and stuff like that. I appreciate that. Uh, and then if you are, you know, a, a big fan of the show, like I said, you could go to the podcast at TOJ Space Film Space Room. The iTunes reviews really, really help the show. Um, subscriptions on YouTube definitely help the show. And then if you are, like I said, a big fan, you want to see some improvements to the show, maybe audio, you want to help us out with backdrops, you want to help us out with with some graphics, some, some music to improve the show. Uh, you can always become a Patreon, like I said, which is like a, basically if you want to donate a dollar a month to the show, uh, you click on it. You don't, you don't donate a dollar, $5, $10 a month, whatever you could do. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Like I said, no pressure at all. I just got, uh, I, I got asked multiple times about it. So I figured why not make the page and, and if people want to, they can, I'm going to put that link below. would appreciate that a ton, obviously as well. And, um, I'll be back in about five days with a, uh, with a top 25, which should be pretty fun. Thank you everybody for listening.